0: Hey, hey everyone, I'm Katie McGregor-Bennett, your host of AV Trade Talk. Got another detour series tonight for our AV Foodies, AV Bites series. Tonight we're talking home gardens, uh, fruits, and veggies. I'm joined by my fabulous co-host, Vegeta UG. How are you doing, i
1: I'm doing great. Everybody who doesn't know me, my name is Vegeta UG, and I am the newest member of the New Tech Group, one of the finest rep firms in the mid-Atlantic, so give a shout out to them. And also, if you're following us, Hashtag av foodies. That's what you're looking for on the social media network.
0: The plural version av foodies. Av foodies We're part of a community. Yes. Yes. You are an av foodie, but you are part of the av foodies community. So I know that gets confusing. That's just. At least it's not an acronym. <laughs> at least it's not that. Uh, well, all right. Well, we are joined by three fabulous guests this evening. Uh, we're going to kick off here with Mr. Mr. Bender. Welcome back. How are you?
2: I'm good. I am doing fabulous, and I'm like, oh, am I am I growing fruits and vegetables? I don't know because you know there's the whole question of seeds. Are tomatoes fruit? If they are, then I'm growing fruits and vegetables. And are they fruits? Or are they fruits? Fruits of
0: the devil. Oh, I don't remember know. that. That's a movie quote. I'll have yeah. another day. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. All right, moving on to you, Noel, sir. Uh, it's a little late where you are. Uh, introduce yourself hey. and tell us where you are
3: <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little early it's half past midnight so yeah we're, we're rocking on to thursday um i'm in sheffield england uh it is pitch black and um yeah that's that's me
0: <laughs> excellent and what's your handle
3: i'm nolan tech on twitter so yeah i'm uh, generally around there uh during nine to five hours when i'm not in the garden obviously <laughs> or midnight
0: when you're here podcasting or midnight, yeah,
2: whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly <Real> <laughs> That I totally ignored all of that. And I'm like, well, people know me, so I don't need to give you my handle, right? No. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going
0: to roll back to Krista. And uh, so, Krista, what's your handle?
2: (laughs) It's A.B. Krista. Um, So, yeah, you can figure that out. It's A.B. Krista, Christ with an A, even though I say that and people still don't know how to spell Christ and then add an A.
0: <laughs> so, so we're we're we've gone right into the learning phase of the show today. So now you've yeah. learned how to spell Christ and Krista for Krista Bender, <laughs> um, and now you know our handle too. So uh, we're we're just on fire here tonight. I I'm feeling really good about this show. <laughs> Bring it home, Gina. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I'm, 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 <laughs> So by that laugh, if you're a part of the AV industry, you know who this is. If You've you've heard that laugh before. Let's try this one more time.
4: Gina, how are you, ma'am? I'm doing well. Hi, I'm Gina. My handle is Gina Sands. And I am a gardener as well and very excited to talk about my fruits and veggies. um, Because
0: this year was such a good year. I think it was like a silver lining for the garden <laughs> year. It, uh, I mean,
4: it was exactly a silver lining for the garden year because we were all home and able to like <laughs> talk to our plants and hug them and love them and give them good vibes. And they responded.
0: You got out of the gate early too. I, uh, I, I don't remember exactly when I first started seeing you out with getting your beds ready. It was like, I think we still have snow on the ground, which we have still, or we have snow on the ground now. Which, you know, never know what time of year that's going to be. But you, uh, you got out early. You started like in April, May. I mean, it that May is not that early. In but-
4: April. Um- I have a new rototiller that I bought at the end of last season and it's gas powered and I was so excited to use it that I just couldn't wait anymore. So I put down my compost and I rototilled away (laughs) and um, that was a ton of fun. So that was April and then I started the seeds inside. Not everything came from seeds, but I started the seeds inside in April and then I planted the garden outside in May. Um, I usually do it around Mother's Day.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah, totally different scenario here. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that later. But uh, we, we can't. I mean, the ground is still kind of frozen into June. So, uh, so everything was in, right, in boxes. I do these earth boxes. I'll talk about those a little bit more. They're super cool. But it, I, I, thanks to Infocom being virtual this year, uh, I was actually able to take advantage of those three weeks in June when things just start to get going. So it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah,
5: yeah.
0: Uh, so all right. Well we we're gonna come back to what you actually planted. Uh so we'll 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 get in into that. But Vegeta, this uh, you know, we, we got started on this savvy Foodies thing. Uh, a, a while back now, and I, and it was funny. We got talking about it before COVID hit, and and at the time I was like, Oh my god, we're so busy. We should do something. Else. We're so busy. We're so busy. And then, and then we all got quarantined. It's like, Oh my god, I miss people. We need to, we need to see
1: people. So, <laughs> exactly. So
0: <laughs> we got and and it just started to flow. Of like, you know, all of a sudden, as we the longer that we were all trapped inside, we just started to see that there was you know a lot of our community was was gardening. We were baking. We were cooking. We were. We were trying everything 18. possible to stay sane while yes. we stuck inside. Um, so that's where the, the, this show kind of came to be, and it is why we're calling it kind of the detour, <laughs> the detour series. <laughs> um, but honestly, I, I, we're having a ton of fun with this, and we've booked out shows to the end of the year. So you guys on the listening side, if, you, if there's a topic that you're interested in, in bringing to the table, see if I just hit there. Ooh, uh, nice, yeah, uh, yeah, we we'll, we'll play supports. Uh, it, DM us, hit us up through the socials. And let's and let's uh, and let's talk. There's there's a million topics out there, and uh, I think as we start getting closer into fall and winter, comfort foods are going to be coming around. And I know we are going to be talking fried
1: chicken soon, so you're going to want to get your chicken on. Yes, yes. yes. and then don't forget to tell them about the cookbook.
0: That's right. Yes, so we are doing a cookbook uh, at towards the end of the year. So for everybody on tonight, this is your uh, fair warning uh, or. It is that an ask ask warning? I don't know. It's one of those. Um, but yeah, we're talk about when you're talking about your garden tonight, take a, take a quick uh, timeout and tell us one of the things that you intend to make or have already made from those items in the garden. And better yet, if you've got a recipe that goes along with it, take a photo, make that recipe. And we'd love to put that into the cookbook. Of course, all of you out there as well. If you're not, not even on a show, it's okay. If you want to share your recipe with the AB tweeps for the cookbook we're putting out later on this year, um, just again, it's up on the socials and we'll, we'll get you in there. So
4: Oh, Rich. Can, can I ask a question for a topic? Yes. I have an idea. What you got? So I like multi-use tools in the kitchen. I don't like single-use tools. They take up too much space for just one use. So I like multi-use tools. And I want you to cover like people's favorite multi-use tools and how they use them. Because sometimes you find a use for a multi-use tool that isn't on the list of uses.
0: I like it. Get Gad- different ways of using a kitchen gadget. hmm mm-hmm. I like it, Vegeta.
1: Got that. Put that down. Yeah,
0: perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. We did pizzas. Uh, we did pizza a while back and included pizza ovens in that. So if you guys have, uh, have not caught that one, that was pretty cool. We went all the way from the uni, which is this cool little propane, um, like tabletop guy, you know, 300, 500, 600 bucks, depending on which one you want, all the way up to build it up from scratch and full on, you know, like Italian style oven in your backyard that was, that was really cool. So, you know, I think it just, you know, just like you said, it's it's like we get into this topic. It's like, oh, I want to talk about this. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, but it's been a fabulous detour. And I think, um, you know, it's, it's funny. We're, uh, we're, we're talking a lot more about food than we are about AV, AB, at least on the show right now. Um, and, you know, honestly, I think it's just, this is kind of my way of giving back. I feel like this is more of what we need right now than more of us just sitting around talking about the industry and what's happened to business. There's a lot of people already doing that and I appreciate and respect it. And I just, I want to offer something a little bit different. So if you've been wondering why we've kind of drifted away from AV trade, talk about the industry, that's, that's why it's pretty well covered right now. And, and I'm just interested in getting to know you guys a little bit better and sharing those stories. I'm a storyteller. So, go uh krista ma'am thank you for canceling your bike ride for us You're this welcome. evening i do i do appreciate but uh your av fitness uh you are on track and rocking the curl. congratulations sir.
2: tell us uh yeah. tell us about your garden My garden all right um this is my third consecutive year of doing a garden last year was pretty good and bad last year my tomatoes were not good Last year, I had good success with green beans and basil and oregano and all of the little foo-foo-la-la herbs that you would grow that I didn't grow this year, which I don't know why, because they were rock solid last year. Um, This year, I'm growing um, cucumbers, which now I think uh, my cucumbers are done now. I don't see any more on there. Even though the plant is still flowering, it's dying at flowering, but I I think it's done because all my other... Friends in the area, their cucumber plants have, have ceased and desist by now, and I was kind of holding on. Um, I'm doing uh, green bell peppers and yellow, yellow bell peppers, although I'm now finally for the three yellow bell peppers, one is finally turning yellow. They've all just maintained green, and I just plucked them off there because a pepper is a pepper. Um those are so they're rocking like docking. They are growing like they, they're they like late bloomers, man. They're just they're growing tall. They're as tall as Gina. They're they're really blooming big now. Um I, I probably will have to go pull some off tomorrow.
0: So you just um, made Gina sound as though she's like the Jolly Green Giant. Yeah. There. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> Gina just added another foot to her height. Awesome. Ah yeah. so <laughs>
2: Um, I am growing tomatoes again this year. I changed it up. Um, much to my husband's chagrin, I accidentally am growing a um boatload, which um can be more or less than a SHIT load of Roma tomatoes. I have so many Roma tomatoes and they're still growing. It's crazy because I, I have like five plants out there of Romas. And then I have one of, like, a chef's choice, which is not quite beefsteak, but is more your traditional tomato. I have a ton of those that are getting ready to go. They're all green. Like, again, like, the tomatoes were rocking along, and now they're, like, still producing. I'm like, wow, they're all going to go red at the same time, and I'm going to be spending the weekend taking care of them. And then I have my lonely, beautiful little eggplant who has two baby eggplants on there that I'm just letting them see if they're going to become any bigger. They're probably not. Um, So I guess I'm going to have two little baby eggplants. Um, So that's it. So that's what I got uh, that I'm growing this year. And as you can tell, I, I love them because they all, all of the plants have produced, like for eggplant, I think an eggplant can can do typically two to eight for your regular standard eggplant. I forget how much the oriental eggplants can produce. So I'm like, okay, I got two. I'm cool with that. Like it, it was in the parameters of what it would give. So that's awesome.
0: So, are you growing? Are you raised beds or in the
2: ground? Oh yeah, the um, these are raised beds. Um, we have three consecutive raised beds next to each other. But then we did remove, We transplanted the eggplant because um, I had put that next to the cucumbers, and the cucumbers shot up like Mark Cox and they were tall and huge, <laughs> right? And they were shading the. the uh, the eggplant too much, so I pulled it out and put it in its own uh, little thing, so it could have all the love it needed. Um, so yeah, they are raised, which is perfect because we do have a lot of uh, squirrels, uh, skunks, um, wildlife. Maybe not like Montana. Uh, we may have seen uh, actually Russ may have seen a coyote this uh, this summer go through the backyard. We get occasional foxes, so um, so we do have the wildlife that wander through. So. The biggest uh, challenge we've had has not been the animals because it's a raised bed. We have those disgusting um, lantern flies. So they uh, were oh, they are like the bane of the existence of Pennsylvania for like the last like three years. Mm. Um, to they, they typically uh, <laughs> they, they're beautiful looking, but they destroy ash trees and everything. Like a lot of times, uh, like whatever they eat, they pretty much destroy. Um, so they were like hovering around my garden and I'm like, get out of here. And, um, they did, you know, but just by you yelling at them or did you bring in the forces? No, I didn't have to do too much. I mean, like I, we, we have learned that if you flick them, that will almost nearly kill them. Um, the, yeah, it's the spotter and la- spotted lantern fly. If you guys don't know what that is, I know by Gina's face. She, I think, just yeah, I think Gina must've gone to the Googles. They're beautiful looking when they were four. <laughs> But they're just, they're so destructive, super destructive. And um, actually they've um, outside of gardens, they've really destroyed a lot of ash trees around here that they've had to um, uh, remove ash trees all around in the various counties around me because they just became dead and died and would fall over. So,
0: I've never heard of this. Vegeta, have you ever heard of the spotted lanternfly and how disgusting it is?
1: No, I'm terrified to (laughs) Google and see the
2: picture very (laughs) when they're tiny they look like little uh black and white they don't look like a ladybug but they're tiny like a ladybug initially when they're little and they jump they're so quick like when they're the little nymphs it's very hard to to kill them they move super fast but as they become uh larger they're a little slower um but they they have this and spotted so they're like black and white but like when their wings go out there's a beautiful red underneath Um, oh wow that's why i say they're very like attractive but they are destructive because they're not native to here and there's been conflicting evidence of what could kill them Uh, supposedly praying mantises which we do have in the area can kill them
1: i feel like praying mantises eat everything (laughs) any little bug they'll straight up just grab them
0: yeah wow wow noel do you guys have anything like that over there
3: nope Nope, <laughs> we certainly don't, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm quite happy that we don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so don't
0: don't send you any or mystery seats. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. No,
3: yeah well, I've seen that's that. Let's talk about yeah. the
1: mystery seats. <laughs> yeah.
3: Does anybody know what they
0: are yet? I, I haven't gotten yeah. any, so I have no idea. Yeah. I've
1: no, been okay. ordering stuff on Amazon. And from eBay, from China, but they keep sending me the right things. So. <laughs> yeah,
3: they're no still sense. waiting for something to plant. yeah. <laughs> no, we're, 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 I guess um, we're pretty okay on in terms of wildlife where I am, because I'm in the city. So, um, you know, worst case I get is a, maybe a city fox, and that's it. But yeah. I've got a Doberman as well, so he'll chase that.
0: Out. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Doby versus Foxton. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, it's a short, short game that one. Um, but yeah, the, I think the worst we get is uh, greenfly, probably yeah. and
0: aphids. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, we we get all sorts of interesting uh, uh, four legged things here that like to eat the plants. But we don't we don't have too many bugs where it's a really dry climate and a pretty short season too. So I think just because of the cold, most most things get zapped here, but not that they went after the the plants, but I think they came. They either hid out in the plants or they came. Come in with the soil. But we had really bad black flies this, this year, and actually, I've like the last two years, just wicked. And they're like these tiny little flies, and they like mm-hmm. they 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 get on you and they like burrow in, and you'll get just this huge welt. It's horrible, and they itch, and it's like this tiny little. That's really like annoying. a mosquito. It's they're like a they're like it. they're like a fat mosquito. Yeah, they're they're like you know like if, if a mosquito had a little bit more of a body yeah so they're small enough that you don't really you don't really notice them and and they they as soon as they land i like i guess they it's just so gross but they like inject a little <laughs> into yeah. your skin oh so, they, so you don't know they're there and they're just having a little party in your poor yeah it's it's awesome
1: i think so. we lost all of our listeners
0: yeah yeah we got talking about <laughs> bugs so we'll, we'll decide if we want to keep this in, in post yeah sorry john you, do you
4: um <laughs> Do you uh, net your plants so you don't have the aminals?
0: Uh, no, I I used to I used to kind of put a metal like a cage like a you know deer fence kind of thing around them and I just honestly I just kind of got over it because it's like I don't want to look at that all the time for the occasion when the deer do come through and now watch they're gonna come through and eat everything that's still alive in my yard <laughs> but you know there's there's a lot of food out there right now so they're not they haven't kind of come back in where they start getting. Interested in the flowers? That's probably another month or so away, and then they'll they'll eat everything. But no, knock on wood. we've actually, deer deer haven't been too much of a problem here. Grasshoppers are my are my big affliction right now, and those apparently they can, they can sit under six inches of snow and not die. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah, because they're still out there hopping and eating my plants. <laughs> so, anyways, anyways, we digress. <laughs> Krista, um, yeah. back to you. Uh, did did we get through your list of
2: yeah, we did. Yeah. I, and now I'm starting to think of all the entomology things we could be talking about, <laughs> about
0: <you know? laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, we're gonna yeah, come we back
2: to you for that grow. knowledge. Yes. So that's <laughs> on my list, but I i don't know what Noel's growing. I know he's in this city. Yeah. He, he may have some city fox, but I don't know what he's growing to feed the fox. Yeah,
3: what you, what you got there, <laughs> Noel? <laughs> Hell <I'm> nothing <laughs> to feed the foxes. They're noisy. <laughs> foxes are really noisy, right? No- yeah, yeah, between too. that and that and they owls, right? We've got, a, they squeal.
1: They scream, kind of. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. It's like, you know, someone, somebody's baby's left in the middle of the street and it's just been murdered. Um, anyway, but is it a
4: uh, or does they no, just no, do that? No, no,
3: that's, that's the communication, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so, in terms of what we've got going on in the garden, this just before the pandemic struck, we had all of our grass removed and artificially turfed which meant that everything that was in the ground is now no longer in the ground. And so everything's in boxes and on decking and various landscaping parts. And we're continuing that all around the side. So I've got a very similar sort of setup to Krista, I think. And what she's got, I've also got. In terms of cucumbers, we've got regular cucumbers, but also Japanese cucumbers, um, which are absolutely awesome if you've never had them before. Super crunchy, a little bit spiky but not of a spiky, pointy type, but just visually. Um, So they're really good. I've got um, probably about 10 different types of chili, which was, um, it started germination inside and everything was going really well. I got a Carolina Reaper growing, which apparently was really hard to grow in the UK. Um, And then the dog knocked the whole lot over. So that was the end of that, and I had to reseed the whole lot.
5: <laughs> oh, no. wah, wah, wah.
3: <laughs> but, but thankfully, I've still got, I think I've got probably about, I don't know, eight or nine. They're, they're back, different types of peppers and, and things. So hopefully, we'll get a good crop out of that. We love harissa paste here. So my youngest absolutely adores harissa paste, and he'll have that with pizza for, for lunch, dinner, and breakfast if he can. Um, so we've got that. We've got um, some quite deep boxes so we can grow potato, which we can use in anything. Um, we've got coriander, basil, oregano, the, the correct way you used you, to you say these names.
5: Noted. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, and a few, a few other herbs. And I think um, probably out of all of it, the flat-leaf parsley is the one that gets used the most.
2: Oh, for for your it trellis- goes with everything. For your trellising, all are you using some aluminium?
3: No, no, all timber. Okay. Not aluminum. No aluminum, no aluminium, <laughs> all timber. <laughs>
0: she just wanted to use it in a sentence.
3: I know, I know. <laughs> it be, I'm like, why would I be using aluminium? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so
3: yeah, so I mean we've got a, a pretty good spread, really. Um I think if I was going to do anything else, I wouldn't put the beans in because we've grown the beans and most of those have been attacked by various little insects. So they seem to like those. I probably wouldn't bother with that again. Uh, they were just broad beans, so we're not really missing anything. But uh, yeah, it's it's been pretty good.
0: So are you, uh, are you taking everything from seed and doing that inside first and then chucking them outside? Yeah.
3: yeah. Um, mush- mushrooms are the only ones because they go with dowels into hardwood so we'll just put those straight in and leave them somewhere dank uh, and they'll just suddenly appear and it's like, oh, look at those. Great. Off you go.
0: Okay. So hold on. I was, I was nodding, but I was kind of doing that gratuitously. So back up. Beep, 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 start up with mushrooms. Mushrooms.
3: <laughs> if you ever want to grow mushrooms, then, yeah, you generally tend to get them as what's in, into a dowel. So you get a piece of, it's a it's a, like a wooden dowel, basically, but it's, it's um, germinated with mushrooms. So when you plant that into hardwood, it seeds into the wood, and the mushroom grows from the wood, as it would in the basically in the wild.
1: It's the first time I've heard about mushrooms. I mean, yeah. what kind of mushrooms are they?
3: So uh, we've done shiitake, shiitake mushrooms. have got nice. brown cat mushrooms, um, portobello. We've got a few different ones over the years. I've had quite a few, actually. Oh, that's Cool.
0: So now is Super a portobello food. is a portobello just the adult version of a just what are like a brown or yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it just kept growing it's and it turned into a portobello a and now mushroom. it's <laughs> or yeah, an yeah, old yeah. one it's like a mutton. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow, that's cool. I don't think I've ever heard of I've never I've never met or spoken with somebody who's grown mushrooms. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. I right don't right know. I don't know. Okay. Uh, is that everything on your on the
3: grow list? Um, I think that is pretty much everything I can think of at the moment. Yeah. Okay.
1: Now I have a question about the peppers. Do you put a warning by the Carolina Reaper? Is there like a cage around <laughs> it or
3: so so if if I tell the, tell you the truth here, I'm Beware. not entirely sure which one the Carolina Reaper is. <laughs> oh,
1: even better. <laughs> um, you will when, <laughs> when it when it
3: when it comes out, yeah, when I can see the fruit, I'll know which one it is, right? But at the moment, um there is one pretty dark-leafed plant. Which I think is the one, but um, oh, I don't know okay. yet.
0: How much longer will it, will they take? Don't
3: know. <laughs> honestly, I don't, honestly <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I've never done it before, so
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> we'll soon well, find out.
0: And your weather, your, your weather, starting to turn right. It's hot. I heard it's really, really hot up there. Yeah. You
3: know? Well, yeah. It but. is. It was today. Uh, it was cold on Saturday, hot on Sunday. So it was literally raining and cold, and then it, it changed again the, the day after. It was really nice today um and it's typical uk weather you never know what you're gonna get
0: yeah yeah well, it's like it is here too yeah mm. excellent all right well we're gonna we're gonna swing back to to both of you guys uh for what you do with all this fabulous stuff that you grow uh gina i i i think i, I know of at least two of the items that you grew in, in your garden but uh take us on the list
4: so in my garden i have a bunch of tomatoes, and they are all different. So I have San Marzano, I have Roma, I have Beefsteak, I have heirloom, I have yellow, and that might be it. And then I have tomatillos, and I have um, jalapenos, cubanelle peppers. I had Swiss chard, which is my favorite leafy green in the entire world, um, but. I, as most of you know, my dog died this summer, and he usually chases away the bunnies. And the bunnies got the Swiss chard before I did this year.
5: Oh, no. So,
4: yeah. Um, so, no Swiss chard for me. Um, I had, uh, had tons of zucchini until we had the tropical storm that blew through here, and my zucchini, Um, leaves were the size of elephant ears Mm. and they literally blew away.
1: (laughs) Oh. Auntie
4: M. (laughs) -M, Woo. (laughs) And I found them on the other side of the garden, like pulled out by the roots. Um, So, zucchini was short-lived. I have butternut squash that's coming out now. I had Italian cucumbers and I have an eggplant as well, Krista, and it's probably... I only have one right now and I have another um, beautiful, if nobody's ever seen an eggplant flower, they're just beautiful. But um, mine is maybe a little bit bigger than a softball right now.
2: Yeah, I think that's about the size of, of both of mine. One's a little bit bigger than the other, but they're like that. And I'm kind of yeah. keeping an eye on them because I don't want them to get too big because I assume just like many things, if they get too big, they They'll become just tougher or whatever. Um, But then I don't want it to like be like, oh, I forgot about it. And then it like rotted away because I'm the worst, you know? Yeah.
4: Um, So I have the eggplant and then I have a whole bunch of herbs, uh, basil and um, mint, thyme, sage, parsley, uh, chives, I think that would be it. Did I say time? Yeah. 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 Okay.
3: What kind of, what kind of mints have you got, Gina?
4: I have um, chocolate mint. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a very pretty mint. It's like purpley, like a dark purpley green. It's really, yeah. really pretty. I use it for mojitos. Uh-huh.
3: Yes. That's right. A good so use. <laughs> I, I, I bought six different types of mints this summer for mojitos.
4: Six. Um, and you put them all in the same mojito, or
3: are you <laughs> not, not tried it yet we're gonna see what happens oh um, so I've got Russian mint peppermint um uh, cookies and cream
5: <laughs> which well, is uh, cream?
3: A, a light color mint a light color leaf green leaf with uh white around the outside,
5: oh, pineapple cool. mint
3: as well, so i okay. will see what that I comes out and uh, one other thing, one other one that I can't remember, but so yeah, they're, so they're all growing in pots at the moment. So I
2: need to ask you guys really quick because this just popped in my head. Because last year I did all the the little fluffy mints and and herbs and loved them, right? But this year, because of Covid, I was really locking down on where I was going right and and my go to because of where I live in Pennsylvania, I am not far from Amish country and if I would go to Amish country, they have six types of uh basil, you know they have this and that, they have a variety, you know, and it's huge, but I didn't want to go there because I figured all us English people were going there, and it was going to be gangbusters, and I was right because all my friends that went it was like hours just trying to go up and down the aisles because nobody knew what they wanted to do and we're trying to keep safe and then nobody was safe. And so I went to a, a local place to me that was adorable and fine, but my selections were very few the, um, so that's kind of why I'm growing what I'm growing this year because, um, I want it to be safe. So I don't know if for you guys, if that was um, any of the same, but it sounds like if you're growing more from seeds, it doesn't really matter where you're getting it from. Whereas I think most of mine I started from was already from started plant plants this year.
4: So I experienced the same thing that you did. I started um, just a few things from seeds. I started the Swiss chard from seeds. I started the Italian cucumbers from seeds. And I started a couple of cherry tomato plants that never took from seeds. Um, but everything else I started from seedlings. And when I went, I had to go to two or three different nurseries to even find enough tomatoes to do that half of my garden. It was, um, it was a bit of a disaster. And it, like you said, I was afraid of a lot of people being there so I went at odd hours. So I would mm-hmm. go, you know, on a Monday morning or a Tuesday morning um, when there weren't a lot of people. But by that point, they had already been picked through. Mm-hmm. So there were a bunch of things that I usually plant that I didn't plant this year. Um, I didn't do onions this year. Um, that you know that kind of stinks. But um, oh. And a note to us in the Northeast, if you want to do garlic, plant it in October. So it's coming up Ooh. soon and you'll have it ah. next year. Mm-hmm.
0: And Vegeta, you were talking about uh, green onions. What was the secret that you unearthed about green onions grow faster? And-
1: oh, so I, I didn't grow anything. But since COVID, I always, you know, cook with green onions And when I put them in the fridge, they always wilt, die, and I have to use them really quickly. And so I was watching a story on Instagram, and the celebrity chef, David Chang, said that his grandmother would cut the uh, green onion all the way down, leave a little bit of it, and then stick them back into a glass with some water, and they'd regrow. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I learned this now? Yeah. (laughs) So... I tried it, it worked, and now I just sit there and I grow green onions on my little ledge.
2: <laughs> so do you use the same bulb basically yeah. that you cut it down to a certain amount and it just keeps regrowing like a, a newt?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you know when I need the white part, I'll go ahead and finish off the plant and buy myself a new one and then start over again. Wow. Yeah.
0: How many times will it regenerate?
1: Like I can get it to regenerate at least three times. Oh, that's cool. wow. And then they're pretty and they're green. So they look nice in the kitchen. Cause I was and telling how long Noel, does it take to, uh, to regrow, uh, they can grow almost an inch overnight. They're really fast. Wow. Wow. They they'll shoot up and then they'll, they'll get too tall and they'll kind of collapse. So then I have hmm. to chop them down a little bit and I'll save that for a recipe or I'll use it right then and there, and then they'll just keep going.
2: So does it just uh, in, in the, the bowl or glass or jar that you're putting it in, does it just float in there, or do you have it standing upright? Like, how is it in the water?
1: Yeah, I'm very lazy. I just, um, it's a very short glass, and so they just stand up in the water. And I don't put very much water. I put maybe half an inch to an inch, so I do have oh, to wow. watch them every day or other day because it's so dry here. And mm-hmm. if the water dries out, they don't die, but they—you can start start seeing them little wilts. So and you put some
2: more in there, and then they perk right back up. Excuse so has me. anybody
4: tried hydroponic gardening?
2: No, but I um, there's a there is a um, farmer garden something near me that does hydroponic lettuce that I sometimes buy, and it's delightful. It tastes great, but I've never done it. Um, It sounds reasonable enough that the one thing I've read that's a con against it is as you're getting all those pipes and everything set up for it, that you have to pay attention because rot can set in, I guess, in the roots. So you have to really be aware of that. Otherwise, it seems like it's pretty easy peasy. And I think you have to get the, it's not chemical, but I'm going to say chemical. It's vitamins, the vitamins. You got to get the vitamin mix.
3: (laughs) Yes. the alkalines and the alkalies.
2: Yeah. 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 And that, and the, what you have to
0: put in to that's, that's quite the process. I've, I've, I've seen it, definitely seen it done. Um, those earth boxes I was telling you guys about. So they're, they're, uh, I do what the term is, but they're, they're a combination of hydroponic and, and soil. Um, and they're sold commercially. They're small. They're like kind of just like a small garden box. Like you put on a, uh, like on a railing or whatever there's, uh, and they're just plastic. They're about, I don't know, how tall is that two and a half feet tall, something like that. Um, there's a little plastic grate that goes across the bottom and then there's a water pipe in the corner. So and there's only about, what's that? about five maybe maybe six, maybe six inches in between the bottom of the grate and the, and, and the bottom of the water reservoir. So the deal is you just, you, you put your little grate down, you put your soil in amendments, whatever else if you're, you know, you go down that route or organic, if you don't, um, put your plants in soil dry at this point and put your plants in and then you cover them and you know like black plastic and poke up at the top and then just fill up the reservoir in the bottom with water. It's got an overfill spout. So if you put in too much, it'll just spill out. And that's how you know that it's full and that's literally it. You just kind of, it's kind of set it and forget it. You just keep watering and then they'll, they'll start growing. The idea is that you want the roots to try to reach for the water, um, which grows a sturdy plant and technically provides a better yield, which I questioned until this year. Now that I harvested what I think feels like 75 pounds of cherry tomatoes off of three plants, (laughs) those babies really love the earth boxes. Um, uh, and, but they're great. we did lettuce in them this year too. And the, the yield on the lettuce was fantastic. Gina, the bunnies, I'm really, really bummed to hear about your bunnies taking out your Swiss chard. Get this. So I've got my boxes on our front deck. It gets great morning sun. And so the tomatoes and lettuce are out there, and they're happy. They're rocking like docking, like Krista said. And, uh, and I start realizing in the middle of summer, we also have rabbits living under the deck <laughs> and there's lettuce on top of their house, you know, wild rabbits. It's like, they're not going for the lettuce at all. So I just sort of randomly did a little experiment in one of those dry, crispy leaves. like tucked it over. It was out in the lawn, right? Where, you know, like, no, they just go right past it and go nibble on the little dandelions and the other little greeny bits in the lawn. They could care less about the lettuce. It's like, uh, I,
4: I, I you're, mean, you're I want rabbit.
2: your rabbits. I'll send
4: you mine.
0: Yeah, so apparently Montana rabbits, they're not digging. They're not digging the lettuce. for them.
2: To get to your lettuce though, Katie, would they have to hop up your stairs? Not that that's a hard feat.
0: They they would. And uh, at one point I thought that that, the original i put them up there. I'm like, oh, yeah, that'll be true. But those those cute little adorable, mm-hmm, they'll jump into the planters, which are taller than the deck, and yeah. nibble on the plants and, and the flowers mm-hmm. there. But they won't yeah. come over in, into veggie land. It's just, it's, it's, so <laughs> I just think that we have found peace with nature and uh and we just we understand the the borders and the boundaries here. They can have the dandelions, I'm not going to pull them anymore.
2: I get that. That is- I, Gina's garden is wonderful because I remember seeing it a couple of years ago, and it's it takes up a nice portion, but not all of her backyard at all, it, but it's it's like the size of a tiny home. like she has a nice size garden yeah. that- oh, many, thank you. How many beds do you have, ge? Because that's all I, I think I wrote everything down, and
0: it's about five times more than anybody else. That's. <laughs> like- <laughs>
4: Yeah, I know, that's a lot. Um, well, all of the all of the herbs are in pots, so that doesn't take take up the garden. And I have two nice size beds. I think the area is, um, I don't know, about sixteen feet by sixteen feet, something like that. Um, maybe maybe a little bit bigger. And then I also have another area that kind of runs that I have like overflow butternut squash plants in because they tend to. Um, Spread and then I have another area of the yard that has a very big fig tree and then three um, blueberry bushes. Awesome.
0: And are they're all, they all different? So they kind of do that pollination thing, isn't that what you supposed to do with blueberries?
4: I have no idea. No when idea. I moved in, there were two bushes. And then I found one at a nursery one day that was like, little tiny baby. And I was like, I will bring you home and I will nurse you to health. And I planted him in the ground with the other ones and he loves it. So um, I just ended up with three. And my fig tree, I don't know, does anybody grow figs?
1: Mm -mm. The fig tree too, oh.
4: So my fig tree is huge and I cut it back every year and I wrap it and all that stuff like you're supposed to. But for the past two years, I've been getting fruit, but the fruit doesn't mature before the first frost. And I don't uh. know why. And I'm thinking that I might either, it could be a couple of things, but it's, in, it's southern facing. So it should be getting enough sun. I'm thinking that maybe it sucked the nutrients out of the soil. And I don't use anything but my, I compost every year. So I have my own composter that I turn and all that stuff. Um, and I'm wondering if I might need to put some stuff back into the soil. I don't know. But I have like tons of little baby figs that never become adult figs. That's what
1: it sounds like to me. I'm oh, no pro, yeah. but that's what
0: it sounds like to me. Like it's, it's not getting enough energy to to get it done any sooner.
1: Mm. Yep. Well, I know Gina brought up a great fruit that you could use for canning or for making like a jam or some of the other things you guys have mentioned of pickling. Have any of you guys tried that? I don't know if we want to throw it over to Krista and ask. Yeah.
2: No, but I am a pickle fan. Um, and the only reason why I haven't is because I've eaten all my cucumbers. I have one little <laughs> oh, They don't make it. Right. Yeah. I have one little dude that's down there and I'm like, oh, you're so cute. Like you'll be fine to eat. You'll probably be borderline bitter, but I'll eat you. Um Mm-mm so yeah i didn't have enough to uh to pickle um as far as canning will go if my boatload scientific term of tomatoes all come in at once that (laughs) could very well be a possibility what i've done with my influx of tomatoes currently is um i puree the heck out of them i get out the blender use it multi-purpose because gina likes a multi-purpose tool and blend the heck out of my tomatoes. Most of them are aromas. Sometimes I would throw in an occasional uh, chef's choice, but, um, and then I, I have that frozen now in my uh, freezer to save for a later date for recipes, which I'm sure you'll ask about.
5: Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah. I, I don't know that I'll make it that far right now. I'm, I'm
2: in, I'm in the gifting stage with, with my tomato cherry
5: tomatoes
2: yeah, we? yeah you know it's i did do a little bit of that this summer with friends that have gardens where they had different tomatoes and they didn't have roma because their husband felt the same way as mine like mm, we do that. <laughs> right because yeah it's, it's the canning it's a sauce tomato right which is cool until you have a million of them so i would trade for some heirlooms or beef steaks or something um so then everybody wins because they're all excited that i got roma tomatoes and i'm all excited they have real tomatoes you know so it's <laughs> It's a win-win.
0: <laughs> so did you say that Russ doesn't like Romas or Russ only likes Romas?
2: He does not like Romas. And I don't blame him because, you know, they're, they're not like – he's from Jersey. So there's the, the typical stigmata of a Jersey tomato that is really good. That's the tomato that you think your ideal tomato. You slice it up, throw it on a sandwich, or you eat it raw, you know, a little salt. Like that's his iconic tomato, and I get it. And the Romas are not that because, you know, they're for sauce. And I just planted them because I'm like, let's see what happens. Because last year was crappy year for tomatoes. So I doubled my odds and yeah, I got double aromas. So um, I'm pretty sure that's going to be on the not plant list next year or plant one. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly different numbers on that. If I'll eat anything, um, but um, yeah, they're not as good as, as other varieties of tomatoes. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, John,
0: my husband. So he 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 hates tomatoes. He'll eat Roma's. Uh, he'll tolerate them, but the the squishy little bits in the middle—it's a texture. <laughs> That's his thing. So you know he it's he's been. Yeah, you're with them. Yeah, I, yeah. it's a guy. I think that's a little bit of
1: a guy, guy thing. thing. Yeah, well, guys don't like tomatoes. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, so he's been such a sport with the tomatoes. And you know, they're my tomatoes. Your tomatoes. Have you watered your tomatoes? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think he just watches
2: me bring in, you know, bushel after bushel. Like,
0: what are you going to do with all that? Because I'm not touching it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's a bummer. Yeah,
2: but- for not liking the Romas, though, Russ has been really great because, like, he'll get out there in water if I don't get the chance to, or if he's out mowing yeah. the grass, all of a sudden he comes in, he's like, oh, I picked these off there for you. Like,
0: <laughs> great. I need great. Did he put his, his yeah. wrist on his hips as he did that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look what I picked for you. <laughs> good, you know? I gardened. <laughs> uh, all right, well, so how about canning? Anybody can?
4: Can, can? Mm-hmm. I jar, um, so we do tomatoes every year with my family. So this year was a, a, it was a good tomato year. So for myself, I usually, um, just kind of take my tomatoes and, and I will boil them and, um, put them through the tomato press and all of that stuff and, and jar my own. But then with the family, I will go out and we'll, um, We'll go to the local farm stand and order somewhere between 350 and 400 pounds of tomatoes, and we'll, we'll jar them for the winter. And this year, because of COVID, um, my parents and I just did it. And so we did about 200 pounds, a little under 200 pounds this year, um, which resulted in maybe 50 jars.
2: Something no, it's surprising. Like, like you look at all the tomatoes you have and you're like, man, this is going to be the mother load." And then you get like one little baby bottle full. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: So, so I mean, and that's fun. It's a labor of love, right? I mean, it takes all day. It's a lot of work, um, but it's, it's shelf stable, right? I mean, everything is in the pantry and you don't have to worry about it. And then I also have done, um, because I love jalapenos, So I've tried different things with jalapenos. So I've done pickled jalapenos, but I've also done this really good garlicky, salty, sweet jalapeno, which is like basically just boiling um, jalapeno coins down with garlic um, and in sugar water and adding salt and just boiling it a little bit, um, letting it cool and then pouring it in a jar and then boiling the jar so that it seals. I don't even get to boil the jar half the time just eating them right out of the little juice. It's so
5: good. Oh,
4: my God. Oh, it's so good. Um, There is a book. I haven't bought it yet, but I've seen um, a friend of mine has it. It's called Batch, and it's all about canning and jarring um, and doing things like that in in larger quantities, and Amazon has it. I think it's like, I don't know, 20 bucks at Amazon. Um, but it's called Batch. So if anybody's interested in it, it's a it has really, really good recipes.
0: I think you just solved my uh, Christmas present dilemma for my sister-in-law. Thank you.
4: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she wants to get into all this. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Noel, you were going to say.
3: <laughs> no, no, I wasn't saying. I mean, well, I, we, canning and stuff like that doesn't happen for me. Um, dehydrating happens here. So we'll tend to dehydrate quite a bit. Um, Is and, that a multi-use
4: that tool that?
3: That's no, it's not. I'm I, I, I'm sorry. I just get a tool for everything
2: rather than having <laughs> one tool that does a lot. <laughs> So yeah, funny. I bought, I bought a dehydrator like at least five years ago, and that thing just sits there and looks at me and says, "How you doing?" And I'm like, "Yeah, what's up?" And I, I haven't used it yet because I had you know these grandiose plans of dehydrating yeah. anything you know veggies, fruit, jerky, and you know.
3: Like it, started, it did it started for me yeah exactly mm-hmm. And because we'll, we'll make our own bacon we'll not make oh. our own bacon but you know what i mean cure our own meat mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> um so yeah it's, it's a good uh it gets some good use.
0: that's awesome so then how so you just do it kind of like variety by variety and just
3: yeah it could be anything an really. yeah absolutely whatever we do we go we tend not to have we're nowhere near the levels of tomato growing that you guys are talking about right now um we'll we'll pretty much have what we need and we'll get that eaten and spread out and that's it um you know if it gets to have too much stuff we just have some friends around and use it instead but it it gets used yeah
2: Yeah. oh that's super even though it it was a cucumber but then it became a pickle so fun fact um i eat pickles sometimes when i cycle because of the salt intake of it you know it's like electrolytes so if you freeze a pickle whole, put it in your pocket, right? Put <laughs> it in your pocket. It'll cycle for go. like 50 miles or whatever. It will deflate because it's basically the water and it gets crystallized, I guess, as it freezes. Yeah. So the pickle will taste like a pickle, but you're eating a deflated pickle. Fun fact.
1: <laughs> Wait, so, so. Does it get mushy in your pocket? Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, because it was like, oh, you know. And, but, <laughs> There's a word for that called so, flaccid. Okay. <laughs> well, I, and it was so cool because it had been frozen. And, you know, um, this was like, I did this back in like June. I, I I rode 100 miles that day and I'm like, I need electrolytes. With a pickle so in I your threw, pocket. Yes, yeah, so I threw a couple pickles in my pocket <laughs> and I was happy to see anybody, right? Uh, so, so yeah, they deflated, but they tasted perfectly oh. fine, like a pickle, it was just bizarre because the whole freezing um, and then thawing out um, withdrew the water content from the cucumber pickle.
4: You know that you should come out here and do the, they bike from the city all the way out to Montauk. It's like 130 miles. You should do it. I should it's do that. really pretty. How many pickles I'm do
0: you need in your off. pocket to do 130
2: miles? Yeah, I know, a lot. <laughs> I can do two or three. <laughs> you
0: know, they've got those spiking shirts with the pockets in the back for your gear yeah. and your stuff. And Chris has got pickles hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> three pockets,
2: you know, and then, uh, you know, I got my water cages on my bot on my bike, but, uh, yeah, you uh, on a long ride like that. You'll find Stroop waffles on me, pickles, <laughs> Stroop waffles. Um, and usually some sort of then like uh cycling gel, energy gel or something. Um, you know, usually at some point there has to be a hydration stop because two bottles of water is not going to, is not going to do it. And that's usually where I think we see the camelback. I do. I don't wear it for my long rides only because it is just bothersome. I'm sure I could get used to it, but, um, it mostly just bothers my shoulder and it's not that it's that heavy because you can carry as little as you want in there. And I have a three liter, um, camelback, I will use that on uh, rides that I know there's no options. Or if I'm, it's a Sunday and I'm in Lancaster, a.k.a. Amish country, and nothing's open, I will take one with me because, you know, there will be no options usually. Right. Um, but yeah, otherwise I do the, the bottled uh, thing. So a little detour <laughs> there on the pickle journey. Just, you know.
4: So dill or bread and butter or garlic? Or what do you like? like
2: (laughs) I don't like sweet ones. Yeah, I
4: don't really either. Yeah,
2: but I'll do uh, garlic. I'll do a little bit of spicy, depending upon the spice. I wouldn't. I would try the Carolina Reaper because Joel er, and Noel is all about it. But I would hate it (laughs) because I tried Carolina Reaper and couldn't talk for like five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I will do some spicy. I like the garlic. I like dill, classic dill. That's my go-to if, if when in doubt is classic dill. So
1: that's a good one. Yeah. Wow. And then there's, you know, so the
2: pickling much- of other things that, you know, pickled vegetables like kimchi and all I'll go on that aisle only get a little spicy. I like that. I have kimchi in nice. my, uh, refrigerator now. I used to make kimchi. I never grew the the components to make it personally, which I should do that next year, grow some cabbage. Yes. But um, I've been known to uh, can, I guess it would be can, uh, kimchi. Oh. That's a process. That's like at least a two-week That's- process, and then you have to wait before you can even eat it. It's a while. <laughs> it's
1: That's a commitment to make kimchi. A, yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 I'm kidding. Well, it sounds like
0: it is with mushrooms too, but... but- <laughs> I, I, st- <laughs> I still want to, I just want to go back
2: to the mushrooms because that was cool. <laughs> so as I was I talking, think mushrooms are cool. I, I never knew anybody that grew mushrooms on purpose. You know, they always grew
5: <laughs> they're like they're I'm, in the
2: yard.
4: I'm totally fascinated by the potatoes because um, we used to have potatoes here. Long Island was potato farmland, and so I remember being young, and my grandparents always had a garden, but we would play in there yard and you know we would dig in the dirt and whatever we did and we'd come up with like baby potatoes that are probably from a plant that's like a hundred years old you know um but i never grew them because if you don't grow them in a pot they'll go everywhere (laughs) they're kind of like mint right yeah Yeah. it is
3: exactly like mint
2: yeah yeah i've had friends that they grew in their compost pit. Oh yeah. Because yeah, they had just the leftover stuff or whatever and it yeah. got chucked in there and next thing they knew they had regular potatoes and sweet potatoes. We used That's to have so
4: fantastic.
2: When we lived in yeah.
0: Washington we did potatoes and they have like the it's like a fiber pot uh, and it's got little pocket <laughs> little pocket flaps mm-hmm. all around it. You know, like the like those um those long jaw pajamas with the little butt flap. Mm-hmm. It's like that. And so you put your potato starts in there and then uh, the official know, then
2: term just- for that <laughs> The official term for that butt flap—the is, is poop shoot. Poop shoot.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you.
0: So you are learning so much here tonight, listeners. I, I hope you've been taking notes. If not, you're but just going to Wait, how do small.
4: you how do you take them out? You through the poop shoot?
0: No, you just you, you just you dig in. So okay. once you open the little potato poop shoot, and and you're like, hey there, guy, you're ready to you guys are ready, and you just kind of know that that layer's ready to go to. Hmm that's pretty cool yeah they're super yeah. cool and and so then they don't travel but you know they're like a, like you know those small trash cans that are like I don't know how many gallons those are but a little shorty guys um they're like about that big and they're super cool they're just-
2: has anyone ever grown because i i was this close for the people that can't see i was very <laughs> close so um, close it looks like that millimeters image. centimeters whatever uh however they use measurement in the uk i was that close <laughs> To buying Oof. rhubarb because rhubarb and asparagus are one of those things where they, it's like the first year can be kind of eh, but then after the second year they really take. Has anybody no. grown either of those?
4: Mm-mm. No, but I tried Rhubar- Broccoli Rob. I
2: don't that even was- know what that is. Oh broccoli, broccoli <laughs> name Rob.
4: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh, <laughs> broccoli rock you don't know what broccoli
2: rock is okay no i've seen <laughs> a
1: picture of asparagus growing and it looks funny to me it just yeah. looks like little just shoots that's coming funny. out of the ground and so good,
2: yeah and i think i haven't done it yet just because i think you need a bit more space with it and i totally have the room in my backyard to do it um I just haven't done it yet because I know it's a long process to do it, but then I feel like after two or three years, I'd be very happy with it.
0: And it just, that kind of cruises on its own too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's like I same, with, it. yeah. same with
3: rhubarb. Rhubarb over here is quite, um, it's one of those things you find in your grandma's corner of the garden. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's just there and you tend to rip it out because there's so much of it.
2: <laughs> it's always what there. What do
4: you do with it besides make pie?
2: You can make jam, mix it with strawberry, strawberry rhubarb. Mm -mm. Yeah, see, that's how
4: I always know it is strawberry rhubarb pie. Like for whatever reason, those two go together and you can't have one without the other.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I think that the strawberry balances the rhubarb.
3: You need something to balance it. Here, they'll just cut it and dip it in sugar and eat it.
2: Oh, is it
4: bitter? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. <laughs> face. He, did, he did the bitter
0: beer face yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like, on, it's, it's, it
1: looks like celery, yeah,
2: yeah. but it doesn't taste yeah, yeah. like that it's yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. got giant leaves My yeah it was yeah, yeah it was like holy cow something but i was something. really tempted i'm like oh, rhubarb but then i'm like oh that's a couple year commitment i'm like do i want to like <laughs> set one box for just to sit there i don't know so like, it's but, um yeah, it,
3: it, it's good for gin it's good for gin Mm. Mm.
2: I have some rhubarb schnapps that I brought back from Germany that is quite delicious,
1: mm. mm. delicious. Katie, okay, might it be dinner? time to ask for recipes oh, now I know, yeah, because yeah. I'm yeah. getting hungry <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah this is, this is great, now, but I'm starving <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so, you know, you were duly warned at, at the beginning of all of this, but uh, same same order here, so pick a recipe that you make out of
2: what you Producing your garden this year. Ready? Go, Krista. The, the most pr- prolific thing that I've made has been cucumber salad just because I had so many cucumbers. And um, it's based upon the cucumber salad that my mom made, her mom made. And I cheat now because of Amazon, and I can buy the herbed vinegar that you can get in Germany now. I can get it stateside. Um, sometimes my, my OMA would cheat that way and do that, but I know how to make the herb vinegar without buying it in a bottle. Um, so basically my cucumber salad, like quick and down and dirty, is cucumber sliced thin, some onion. I didn't grow any onions, so it'll be whatever onion you got. Um, or if you don't like onion, get rid of it. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Um, and then I would throw in, um, I found a delicious basil-infused olive oil uh near so if you like basil get all up in there if not go regular olive oil go sunflower oil i don't care whatever oil floats your boat do the herb vinegar if not get distilled go crazy again uh, i didn't go balsamic i go more traditional of like a regular distilled or or whatever vinegar and then um you know if you don't have it already pre-done with herbs you throw in you know whatever your, your your basil your thyme oregano you know, salt, pepper, a little bit of sugar. You got to throw in the sugar. You got to balance it. Not a lot of sugar. We're not going Amish style. That stuff's for the birds. Just (laughs) a little bit of that in there. That was like the biggest thing I've probably made. Um, But with my overstock of tomatoes, um, I have used that often for a base for chili. I'm a big fan of chili. Um, And I love uh, on a weekend, especially if I'm out and about running around, crock pots. You know, I'll throw in a bunch of pureed tomatoes and then I can season it however I want um, for the base of the chili and then go from there. I mean, usually my uh, my chili uh, spicing will be like Himalayan sea salt, cracked black pepper, a um, little bit of oregano, a little bit of cayenne pepper, a little bit of chili powder, a little bit of cumin I've been really rocking the um oh turmeric I'm like not tarragon it's turmeric I've been rocking a turmeric in my uh chili base lately I think there's something else I'm missing in there that I usually throw in uh cayenne chili and another pepper um that's kind of like my go-to base but you got to have the cumin and I'm gonna say you got to have the turmeric now
0: oh man all right so Vegeta we need to we need to queue up a chili show that's uh oh yeah
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's when, it com- comes to, when it comes to the two little baby eggplants that are brewing up i i've kind of got two choices i may go one with an eggplant parmesan you know classic you know you can't really f that up um or i might go uh, ratatouille or in this house we call it ratatatouille because you got to have the extra fat <laughs> like
0: where's the shoe awesome
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that might be what the eggplant has in store. Um, and yeah, for the tomatoes that are oncoming, uh, it's just a matter of how many hit me at once. If it's an all attack, they're going to get pureed. Um, <laughs> they're pureed tomatoes. Yeah, it's going to be a massacre. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, that's awesome. How about you, Noel?
3: Um, everything that's in my garden is kind of a supplementary part of another dish <laughs> so you know we will we'll, we'll get supermarket stuff or, or wholesale food and everything but you know the tomatoes will go in the burgers or the mushroom will go on the steak the mushroom will go in the sauce um, it could be anything to do with with, any, with stuff like that. Baked eggs is quite popular here at my house and baked eggs ironically is mostly potato um, so little chopped up bits of potato that are fried mixed with so sausage. A mm-hmm. uh, bit of anduja, some mushrooms, onion, um, asparagus, uh, and a few other bits of spices, and you know that comes out as a nice hot dish. That's uh, as we're going towards the winter sort of time. No, it's quite isn't nice it like, a, uh,
2: like a frittata or a bubble and squeak
3: uh more like bubble and squeak i suppose if you're going to look at it that way yeah, yeah and, okay. and the only you, you put the four you basically you'll you'll dip your spoon into the potato to make a little bit of a well you'll drop your eggs in the top and you'll just cook the eggs with the rest of it that's why the, the eggs are baked right awesome. um so, so so that's all you get from that uh but that yeah so we, we kind of just go out and pick it it's nice to be able to go out and pick something fresh to put in you know what, what you store-bought food and make that feel a little bit fresher yeah. The
5: biggest
2: yeah. difference I found was with the cucumbers because they're always waxed, at least here in the States, you know, and when yeah. they're fresh, I'm like, oh, they're not uh, all weird, t- you know, feeling or anything.
3: Yeah. So look, I've got a, a picture here actually of um, a store-bought UK cucumber and what the actual Japanese cucumber looks like, uh, which is that. So that oh. is prob that is probably about um, ten inches long. The store bought one, mm-hmm. uh, and the Japanese one above there. That's half of the Japanese one.
2: Wow!
1: Wow!
3: Yeah. So and they, they start like um, that.
1: Wow! Oh my God. So tiny.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> wow! 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 Huh? I'm not sure if I've ever had a Japanese cucumber.
3: No we we haven't until a few years ago but uh, we were amazed how quickly they grew and how well they grew so and you know they are really tasty there's no seeds in them so it's
5: just a straight through cut
4: <laughs> That's good because sometimes sometimes I'll taste cucumbers all day because sometimes mm, yeah. you burp cucumbers because <laughs> of the seeds yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, exactly. It
4: happens. It
0: happens. (laughs) When you said that, I I realized that my my water bottle that I usually have on my desk, which went with me this weekend when I went and helped my sister-in-law get her two cords of wood in the house. You're welcome, Tressa. Um, So I decided to make some cucumber vodka drinks at the end of the day. And all I had was my water bottle. I'm like, Okay. it's just today as I was drinking I'm like this tastes strangely like cucumber still I've washed it three times but the cucumber vodka doesn't want to come out it's of my money funny loop. because
2: yeah cucumber when you <laughs> infuse it in a drink it's it takes on its this whole other element and I because I really like cucumbers but I'm a little iffy on the cucumbers in the drink. Like I've had some cucumber vodka drinks that just went sideways and was like, mm. I think it's because, yeah, I think that you just kind of try
0: too hard with the whole cucumber flavor. We just did yeah. just fresh green lemonade and that and, yeah. and ice and a, and a little bit of mint. And it was, it's killer. It was really I good. just,
4: I love cucumber water. I just yeah, put, I well, I, I lost sight of one of the cucumbers. I was, um, Growing and so it ended up being (laughs) a little bit bigger than I thought it should be. So I just cut it in half and I take out all the seeds and then I cut it into strips and put it in a big pitcher and I fill it with water and stick it in the fridge and just have cucumber water.
2: I did not grow zucchini this year, but I did last year and I would happily share my recipe for zucchini crab cakes. There's no crab in it, but if you like Old Bay, you like the simulation of crab cakes, it's basically zucchini. And it's fine if they get as big as a baseball bat or a cricket bat, cool. Because you're just taking the seeds out anyway. And then you're, you're just shredding it down. I use a cheese grater, you know, multi-tool cheese grater. You can use that for anything.
4: <laughs> I use cheese graters for
2: everything. Yeah,
4: <laughs> shred that sucker down. You, you get the
2: extra water out. And then you throw in uh, some of the seasoning. It's definitely Old Bay. And I'm an Old Bay fan because I grew up for a while in Maryland um, and then there's some other stuff in there. And then basically you, um, you form it to be like a, like a little patty, how big as you want, whatever. And then I tend to pan fry them, you know, a little bit of, uh, I always have like olive oil or canola oil or something. Um, and you just fry until they're, they're brown. Cause it's basically veg. It's no, you know, raw meats or anything. And then, you know, boom goes the dynamite and you get a little bit of Maryland up in there and it's all zucchini. Ooh, and healthy.
3: That was, that was a good game for me, that, because all the way through this conversation, I've been trying to work out what a zucchini was. I'm thinking, what oh, ah! are we talking about here? I don't did you did
1: call you... it?
3: It's a courgette.
1: Oh, <laughs> yes, I learned that oh. earlier. I didn't yeah, know what so, a courgette oh, okay, was. Well, I'm with
0: you now. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your your eyes drifted off as though like you're looking up something. I was like, what is he searching for? <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, Gina! How I've about never
4: heard that word? I know I haven't. Heard.
2: I only have because I'm a big Gordon Ramsay fan, and back in the day, like when he was first doing his cooking shows, he always like would say those terms a lot because that's what he grew up with.
0: Yeah, I do this. Uh, I got a small group. We do Baby Wine Club. Um, it's one of the brands that we rep, and it's all of some of the reps that uh, of theirs. So, so, you know, we always talk wine, 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 and then food on occasion. And somebody brought up the, the Harcourt bird, however you say that. And it, and one of the guys on it who was like one of the biggest foodies in that wine group, was like, what did you say? <laughs> and we, it was. took us like a 10-minute little side, side detour over here. It's like we're Googling. And it was, it was just funny. It was like, you know, I, that's... A term that's fairly familiar. We don't use it as much over you know, over here, but it's at least I feel like it's a little bit more common. So it's kind of funny. But, uh, Gina. Funny.
4: How about your, your recipe? Recipe. Oh, um, I probably should have thought of this while I was listening to everybody else, and my mouth was watering. Um, gosh, I, you know, I'm always looking for new zucchini recipes. Courgette, courgeon, Courgette? courgette, courgette. <laughs> um, recipes because if they don't fly away. Generally, plants really continue to produce until this time of year. So you're like up to your eyeballs in zucchinis basically um, all summer long. One of my favorite things that that I make is a um, zucchini, corn, mint, goat cheese, quiche. That's really, really good that um, my family tends to like and, and I cut it into squares and we actually use it as like a Labor Day appetizer or something like that. Um, uh, it's similar to Krista's ratatatouille. <laughs> I um, tend to make caponata with my... Um, it, do you know what a caponata is?
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Okay. So Noel doesn't know what a caponata I know, is. I don't know.
1: Nope.
4: It's a roasted eggplant, peppers, onions, garlic, a little, it's like a sweet and s- vinegary, um, sp- almost like a spread, but it's chunky. Okay. So, like a chutney. Like a right. chutney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, similar to a ratatouille, you kind of just throw all your veggies in a pot and um, it comes out like amazingness. So cool. I use it less like a spread, although you could use it almost like a bruschetta where you have like a toasted bread and, and you put yeah. it on top. But I, I like to have my caponata with um, like a cheesy polenta underneath. Mm. So that always works out really well. Um, I have love. You ever,
3: um, have you ever used the, your zucchini for uh, substituting pasta?
4: Yes, mm-hmm. I have a vajetti. Cool.
3: Okay. <laughs> that, that's, that's very close to something else over here.
4: <laughs> Please, Gina. But, what? Yeah, what
0: ex- is? Ex- that? Explain this that you have. Oh, the vajetti. Of course
1: you do. Noel's is gonna blush.
4: <laughs> I already am. Tell <laughs> the us the about your vajetti. It's a it's a f- thing that looks similar to a funnel that you put your it actually is kind of dirty that you <laughs> put your zucchini in, and you twist and twist and twist, and this, it spiralizes your... what oh, zucchini. Zucchini. And so it comes out with zoodles.
1: Zoodles. <laughs> cool.
4: Yeah. So it's a um, I I don't like it. It's a single-use tool.
5: Yeah, Although, I was say that was pretty, pretty
4: specific, yeah. yeah. it's very, very specific to things like that. But somebody told me that you can vegetti a sweet potato to come out with like the
2: sweet you know, potato noodles. You could sweet potato. You could do carrots, and then you could bake your own like veggie chips or crisps. Make veggie crisps.
4: But they come out. They're like they're like spaghetti.
2: Uh, they're not flat enough.
4: No. Uh, I'm thinking they're, they're like,
2: like Taglioni or Taglatelli. No, no.
4: Yeah. They're like, yeah, they're like, they're like, they're thin and, uh, yeah. Look at looking up the
3: uh, yeah,
1: okay. I to say that <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter yeah, how many times she it says it, we're all still going to giggle. <laughs> See, I own something like that, but it's called a spiralizer. Yeah, <laughs> so my, I would call it a spiralizer a really, too. Yeah, yeah. That's, so that's... the cookbook with it was in spiralized <laughs> So when she kept saying vajetti, I'm like, what the heck are we talking about? And I'm like, I think this is a spiralizer on its side because mm-hmm. then it'll spiral it. So you
0: had. Yours can to the cookbook. See, this is the segue.
1: With your spiralizer. <laughs> My spiralizer. <well>, I, <laughs> I know, it sounds zoodles. like you need to say it with a rope. What do you make with your
0: spiralizer? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I would make zoodles with that, but the recipe I was going to give you guys actually, um, it, she's, oh dear. It looks like a- uh, Listeners, we're it, screen a sharing sand, at the moment. <laughs> what's the sand timer? That you yeah, said, yeah, that's yeah, what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. people that are listening to us, it looks like a sand timer.
0: Yeah, yep. Uh, okay. And it's Veggetti, V E G G E T T I. I
3: so, so hold on. So Veggetti is the manufacturer, then, not the item.
0: Oh.
4: I don't know. Maybe I call it my Veggetti.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's the company name. It looks like <laughs> you know, as I, seen on TV.
0: That's awesome. Yep. Okay. All right. So, Pagina, your recipe.
1: So, since I told you guys about my green onions, um, I'm sure Krista's familiar with this one. But um, it's – so, green onions are also called scallions. I do love Korean scallion pancakes. And that's something you can use lots of green onions for. And it's a really simple recipe. I usually make them for the weekend. Um, You get, like, two cups of flour. And I usually like an all-purpose flour because – we're American and we don't like, you know, wheat flour, like healthy stuff. <laughs> healthy flour. <laughs> so all purpose flour. So it's bleached, um, yeah. two eggs. You just beat them, um, one and a half cups of water. And then you get like a bunch of scallions. Like you can have one bunch, two bunch, you know, it depends on your love, you know, how much you love this, but I usually throw in like two to three bunches and you try, ch- you chop them all up really nicely. Um, will teaspoon of salt, and then three tablespoons of oil. Um, you're going to mix all these things together. And it's just for time consistency. I'm just going to tell you to mix it all in, together. And then you'll have something that looks like pancake. You put a little oil in the pan and you fry them up like a regular pancake.
2: And how big do you make yours? Do you make them like
1: silver dollar? Do you make one? Um, one? I, I go for like a palm size. I like small because I like the crunchy outside. I, when I get hash browns, I always ask for them crunchy, and I love to eat the exterior and the top part or the bottom. Like, I'll leave the middle.
4: <laughs> can I tell you about a multi-purpose tool I just bought?
1: Yes, you can.
4: <laughs> okay. I, so I had my – everybody's going to laugh at me. I am one of those people. I had my toaster oven for 15 years. I mean, I was living in a different house when I bought my toaster oven. I didn't want to get rid of my toaster oven because it still worked, but I had to, if I was using the oven part, I had to bake everything at 450, and then it would be 350. <laughs> so it was clearly on its way out. So I was researching and researching because I'm like, what is going to last 15 years? Nothing. Nothing will last 15 years. So I found a multipurpose tool that is a toaster, an oven, a broiler, an air fryer, and a dehydrator.
1: Oh my God. What is it? What's I it don't called? Know.
4: It's a all-in-one all toaster oven.
1: It's an all-in-one toaster <laughs> oven made for TV right now.
5: for toasting.
4: Seriously, it has this like um, mesh basket that you put balling stuff balling. in and then it's a convection oven too, like this thing. It sounds it's like a ninja foodie
2: almost. So what have you used it for so far? Like what different capacities?
4: So you're going to laugh at me because this is how my mind works. So I can't wait. So I order it online for Bed Bath and & Beyond and I go and pick it up, curbside pickup. And then I'm like, what am I going to make in this? I have to try it out. So I stop at the grocery store on the way home and I buy an entire bag of tater tots. Now, I don't eat tater tots. Oh, you know. should.
0: Oh, you should. Yeah, <laughs> They're good. Crispy
4: fried potato They're products. Good. Oh, yeah. So then <laughs> I'm like this is perfect for an all-in-one air fryer thingy thingy. So I bring it home and I unpack it and I wash it all out. And then I pour a whole bunch of, well, a whole bunch. I poured 15. I counted them. I was like, one, two, three, four, five. Anyway, I poured 15 tater tots. 15, into nobody
2: the- tater tots counts them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I
1: order a large.
2: I eat a large. <laughs> there is no
0: more. What I am done.
4: But you just put it in, and then you turn the knob to air fry, and then you put them in for 15 minutes, and they come out crispy. Not like, you know how sometimes if you forget to turn something, the underside Mm. is still, like, a little mushy? Yeah. Mm. This thing was crispy. Huh.
2: I've had friends, they didn't buy the multi-tool version of it, but a lot of people have been getting into the air fryers. And the only reason I haven't is because I don't need another thing hanging around the kitchen.
4: Yes, I would never buy it if it was just an air fryer. I needed a toaster oven. Now I have a toaster, an oven, a convection oven, an air fryer, and what did I say? So Is it the
2: same size as your toaster oven?
4: It's a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's taller.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. Does anybody else have an air fryer? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I want, I want
0: I put one. put it on my yeah. Santa list. Yeah, Just because I feel really guilty for what? buying a regular fryer. So I feel like if it's an air fryer, then it's...
2: Noel, it's... do you know what an air fryer is? Have they made it across yeah, the... Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. We, we've got air fryers over here, yeah. Um, I've got what Gina's got, but it doesn't have the to bit in it uh, and a separate toaster. so yeah ours is a it's a all-in-one unit it's a samsung one um and it does all the stuff and you select the buttons and it does whatever you want generally it's used as a microwave
4: oh yours is a microwave too
3: (laughs) yeah yeah
1: okay that's pretty cool made by samsung (laughs) yes perfect
0: <laughs> yeah my
3: oven's a samsung oven as well weirdly really. oh
0: <laughs> do you sell samsung <laughs> yes, yes we do yes <laughs> what a coincidence <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome one of these days we'll have to do a show on the instapot which is another thing that i still haven't gotten in on it i, I honestly, haven't I'm either not- i
2: hear rave reviews but again i'm like i have crockpots i'm cool right. with what that does that's and and personally, I like to cook, too. Like, there is an element of set it and forget it because I'm busy. But then there's the element of I like chopping and stirring and making a coolness going on. Yeah. Like, I don't want to just be throwing stuff in something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. totally. totally
0: okay. All right. Well, that's another multi-tool conversation for another multi-food podcast. Dude, I need to be a <laughs> part of that one just to so
1: hear all the cool gadgets that Gina has. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. That's a whole show. I gotta know more.
0: She's just gonna yeah. bring like her Swiss Army knife up for the kitchen. Just it does...
4: I mean, why do you need one tool that only does? Somebody told me that there's such a thing as an avocado slicer.
2: Got it. Literally, yes.
4: all it does it. is slice avocado.
2: Yeah, dude, it's it's great because like it's not it's a real blade; out. it's plastic. It gets around the thing, and then it's got the circle bit with that does have some three blades in it that you pop down on the the seed to twist out and boom goes the dynamite it's out and you didn't slip it around on the floor chase the dog cuz the dog thought it was food and <laughs>
0: or, or slice your hand off, off yeah, yeah, yeah exactly because it's like yeah. I, I tend to do the okay you got the handle you've got the the shaft and the knife and you're like right, under the seat mm-hmm. that's smart you know yeah invariably <laughs> what happens just <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, it's,
2: no but something cooler we'll so, that's so yeah i, I will say fuck up gina spend <laughs> five bucks or ten bucks on the avocado knife thing you're gonna love it I mean, okay i,
4: I sense that Gina's I gonna will get consider
0: Gina's probably gonna get 20 of those for Christmas now. Yes. <laughs> the <laughs> tweets like, the yes,
4: we know it together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's gonna just get a box of individual cooking tools.
2: <laughs> <laughs> don't use my, tools. <laughs> don't use my blender that often, but when I bought my blender, it came with the regular traditional blender thing and I think it's like a Hamilton Beach or something. It's it's one of the the or KitchenAid. I don't know. It's one of the big names. And it also came with a separate food processor part that goes on there. So it's like a multi-tool because there's two contraptions, right? Well, the food processor one sits up in the top of my cupboard and it's up there. It's, I never use it. I broke it out recently for some reason. And Russ is like, where the hell did that come from? Did you buy something (laughs) new? I'm like, no, that's like, you see the blender there? I pop that off and put this on. Like, he's like, I didn't even know we had that. (laughs) You're like, step aside, I've got this. That
4: is a fabulous thing, because I have a separate blender and a separate food processor. I would like that as an all-in-one.
2: Yeah, so it's really almost like you have two blender buckets, if you will, you know, the food processor one and then the the blender. Although I wish that my food processor one, I cannot recall for the life of me what I was just using it for. It was not enough. Oh, I know what I was making, Earl Grey Shortbread Cookies. It was not enough of a um, uh, depth to it. It felt like all of my stuff that was in there to make the cookie was like at the rim. Like I just wish it had been a little bit more for capacity.
5: Mm-hmm. But
2: um, it did the job. But yeah. Oh, and that's a good recipe. I know we didn't talk about tea or anything, but Earl Grey shortbread cookies. Mm-hmm.
1: That's sounds- how delicious. I was going to say, Noel, we weren't going to talk about tea.
0: We are going to do a cookie show, and I've got, a, yes. I've got a fabulous idea. And Actually, I'll just drop it right here. So I'm not really
2: a baker. I just play one on TV, but when I do bake, <laughs> it's good.
0: <laughs> I, so I think, I'm going to ask you guys here, and everybody listening in can now figure out that we're going to do this. I think we need to do an A-B cookie swap.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And I make it, the
4: best peanut butter cookies. There you go. best.
0: There you go. All right, so I want to do a big AB cookie swap, and I have a like bunch of people on, and I haven't quite figured out the logistics of it. I thought that would be. Ooh, you know
2: oh, how you could do it? You could do it like a secret Santa, where you pull the name of somebody, and then that's who you gotta make it for or send it to. Mm-hmm. Assuming, of course, they don't have a peanut allergy. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please disclose.
4: Please disclose free peanut butter cookie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so there's some some things we need to work out on that little plan, but uh, <laughs> like kill
2: somebody, yeah. 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 But uh, regardless, we're gonna want your Earl Grey shortbread cooking. Yes. Recipe. Yeah, they. Uh, I, I have it. to say, pair them with some vanilla ice cream because they are a bit dry. as shortbread is because initially, my husband took one before we. were, I was taking it over to a friend's house, and he's like. <laughs> So dry. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, if you could wait like two or three hours, they're not gonna be. And then you know, you scoop it in, you take a bite of ice cream, you have the the cookie, and it's boom goes a dynamite, but he couldn't wait.
0: <laughs> Russ is so animated. All right. he is. <laughs> Actually, he is. He is
2: quite animated.
1: <laughs> quite animated. Yep, uh,
0: yep. Yeah, yeah. That's what we said. All right, boys and girls. Well, or boy and girls, uh, we we um
1: I think it's time. It's that we should, time.
0: Yeah, we, we oh, should let one time. of us go to bed and the rest of us uh, start drinking. I mean, go have some dinner. Uh, it's happy hour to begin with. But anyway, so uh, let's do a round of, round of handles and uh, how people can find you on the socials, all that fun stuff. And then we'll get you all to It's the cheetah starting with you. Hey, sorry, so, Chris, I'm totally throwing you off, but you is going first. <laughs> oh, that's hey, good. I, I
2: have my mouth shut. I was, just, <laughs> I was being good
1: you were yeah. let's see on the <laughs> socials uh you can find me on twitter um at views underscore by underscore v and i use that same handle on instagram so i do post av foodie stuff there also um and you can also find me on linkedin by my name the G D E G. and that's
0: C-I-G-I-T-A. that's always I know, that's no it's not spell.
1: spelled like the jetty nope nope it doesn't come anywhere <laughs> close no there's a J in there.
0: Krista? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> you can find me uh, on Twitter or Instagram by the handle AV Krista, which I prolificated about in the beginning of this show, um, just because my name has gotten misspelled my entire life. Um, but AV Krista, Um, you know, I tweet about AV, tweet about beer, tweet about food. Tweet about cycling. Tweet about whatever. Um, so you find me there and on Instagram. You find me on LinkedIn, uh, Krista Bender, Bender Like the Robot. Um, you can probably find me on Facebook, but maybe eh, Facebook's for kids. Who cares about that? Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, cool. That's how you find me.
0: <laughs> Those are all the ways you find Krista. How about you, Noel?
2: You can
3: find me mostly on Twitter, uh, at Noel on Tech. Um, and I mostly talk about technology, food, and beer. Um, and will t- sometimes about sport
2: <laughs> <laughs> on, on occasion when there is the sport to be talked about,
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right?
2: <laughs> no, I was eyeing up your shirt and all, and I was keeping my mouth shut,
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm Philly Philly through and through on the American side. I
4: was wondering wow. if that's what that was. I can all... That's so sad. <laughs> mm. No, oh, it's not. Iggles.
2: <laughs> and well, I say Iggles because like the Northeast Philly in me that is from the part of Philadelphia that I'm from, we say Iggles, which would, you would spell it as I-G-G-L-E-S instead of E-A-G-L-E-S. But then you say it to some people and they get all pissed off and I'm like, come on, Iggles. And they're like, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Rub the salt in there. So Gina, just,
5: exactly.
2: I to you before I, you know. <laughs> um
4: you can find me at home since i haven't been traveling in a very long time um on twitter at gina sands but if you want to see my food or veggies or fruits but i'm probably not going to get fruits this year and it's blueberry season is over you can follow me on instagram it's gina.sansevero um And I'm on LinkedIn, too. I don't do the Facebook. Not my thing. I just don't do the Facebook. Yep. Mm -hmm.
0: All right. Cool. Well, I am Katie McGregor Bennett, your host. I uh, got married along the way, so my handles are different. On every platform, even I do <laughs> branding for other people, and I'm adamant about said branding. Mine is a disaster. So, uh, Twitter is Katie McGregor, and if you know how to spell my name. It's K-T-Y-E-M-C-G-R-E-G-O-R. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. Uh, yeah. So, um, better off maybe just looking for KMP Comms. You'll find <laughs> you'll find me there, uh, or AB Foodies, and uh, hopefully, uh, you guys out there will start uh, following, finding, sharing uh, your your food adventures, and uh, being part of part of the community it is growing and uh there's a lot of fun chatter labor day was was really great there was a ton of barbecue talk and there was there was a little there was a little shade being thrown i think a little bit here and there you know well, brisket shade but it's uh it's it's becoming it's becoming a really uh a fun community so i encourage you guys to uh, you know jump in even if you don't cook if you don't uh if you don't grill if you don't uh, grow veggies fruits or anything else uh it's just a nice diversion so uh great community of AV tweets here all are welcome thank you again for joining us for ab trade talk this again was another episode of our AV foodies 80 bites detour series more on that in weeks to come again if you want to uh, jump on share your stories Find us on the socials and hit us up and, uh, and we'll talk, Vegeta. What, uh, anything else to add before we wind on down?
1: No, nothing to add. This was a great show. I've learned all about multi purpose tools, I've learned some <laughs> recipes, great things people have grown in their gardens, and about canning and pickling. So, that's
0: right. That's right. It's we, learned, we learned about more things that I think we set up to, uh, to discuss. So, yes. you know, as usual, you get more than you bargain for when you come over here to AB trade talk and, uh, and there you go. So once again, thanks for joining Vegeta. Thanks for co-hosting Hello. Krista, Noel, and Gina. Thanks for joining. Appreciate you guys. Go drift off into your evenings, get your dinner, get your drinks, get your sleep. Whatever it is you do at this hour. And we'll pick you up on another episode of AB trade talk. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye everybody.